Beautiful. Jesus said, my house is to be a house of prayer for all nations. All over the world, there's a wave of prayer coming across our land. It's a prayer of desperation. And in this wave of prayer, we want to go with the flow. So we've asked a couple of our sisters in our church to come and pray at this time. Just got word from a dear church in Madrid, Spain. Their first member died yesterday of the virus. So for me, it's very personal. Some of us may have family members already. But this is the time for the church to rise up. We as a local church are calling all of our members 65 and above. Some were surprised that they were included, but we love each other. And everyone was thankful. And we offered to bring groceries. And we've already established a grocery service for those that are more at-risk members of our church to be able to go purchase and deliver the groceries to those who can't get out. We're in the process of calling every member just to find out how are you doing. Now's our time to rise up as a church. We've established a healing hotline. You can call it 24-7. In fact, we update it every day. The number is 470-474-HEAL. Say it with me. 470-474-HEAL. It's an easy one to remember. And we're already getting calls from our neighborhood, and we want to be available because this is a time of need when our God will shine. Let's join together in prayer this morning. Good morning, God. Mm. This is a desperate time that we are living in, and it calls for desperate action. You have given us a way to come before your presence. You have made access to you through prayer, Father. We are so grateful to you that you cause us and allow us to enter into the prayer life of Jesus Christ. I know that you are a heart fixer and a mind regulator. I know that I have history with you. I know the people of God have history with you. And we can remember not just what the Word says, but our own experience says to us that you are a God who is seated on the throne, that you are not nervous and you're not scared, that you are able to do with one word from your mouth the incredible thing that no one else can do. You can cause the world to stop, the virus to stop, the healing to stop, to begin. You can do anything God but fail, but you have a purpose in all that we are experiencing. I hear the question. I hear the powerful question, God. Can you hear me? Can you hear me yet? You are speaking, God, and your words are powerful and true. What I do remember is that you said heaven and earth shall pass away. The coronavirus can pass away. The COVID-19, every aspect of it can pass away, but your word stands forever. I thank you, God, that all the provisions, everything that we need has already been provided by you. 
And so here we are, Lord, in solitude and in thanksgiving and praise to you, saying, yes, Lord, yes, to your will and to your way for our lives. As church, we serve you and we live a life in front of you and before you, God, with no guile in our hearts. I trust you implicitly with my life. And I don't want to pre-exempt anything that you're trying to do in the body of Christ, in the nation, and in the world. So we give thanks and honor and glory to you, for you are a good, good Father. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Lord, we thank you, we praise you, hallelujah. Holy God, we come to your presence this morning and we pray, Lord God, that you are higher, you are mightier than anything, Father Lord God. You are the one and only true God, hallelujah. There is no one like you. There is no one like you. Hallelujah. We lift your name up, O oh Lord God. We lift your name up. No matter what happens around us. Hallelujah. We choose to stand and worship you. Hallelujah. Nothing can stop us from worshiping you. Hallelujah. We choose to worship you, Lord God. We choose to serve you and you alone. Hallelujah. We put our hope and our trust in you because you are our hope. You are our strength. You are our refuge. You are our deliverer. You are our redeemer. Hallelujah. You are a restorer. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. No disease can stop us. No sorrow can stop us. We will choose to worship you, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord God, for your provision. Even in the midst of us going on, you are still a provider. Hallelujah. You are a Jehovah Jireh providing for us, Lord God. I pray, Lord God, that you bless our church family, Father Lord God. At this time, Father Lord God, I pray not one home will go hungry, Father Lord God. There will not be any lack of anything, Father Lord God, because you will be the provider, Father Lord God. I pray for peace over all our church family and in the neighborhood, Father Lord God, because you are the God of peace. Hallelujah. So bring your peace upon them, Father Lord God. Hallelujah. I pray for strength for those who are weak, Father Lord God. I pray for healing. God, you are Jehovah Rapha, a healer God. I pray for healing for those who are sick, Father Lord God. Not just from Corona, Father Lord God, for any disease they are facing, Father Lord God. Hallelujah. We lift you up again, oh Lord God. Healer God, heal them. Because you are the way maker. You are the miracle worker. Hallelujah. You are the promise keeper. You have promised us that you will heal us from all unrighteousness that you will heal our land if we turn our face towards you Father Lord God. So we seek your face today Father Lord God. We turn from our wicked ways. We ask for forgiveness oh Lord God for what we have done Father Lord God. For all the ways that we have gone wrong Father Lord God. We ask for forgiveness. Would you forgive us this morning Father. Hallelujah. Wash us in the precious blood of Jesus Christ that we may stand in righteousness oh Lord God and upon Hold everything that you have given us, Father. Every promise in the word of God. We stand on it this morning, Father, Lord God. And your word has said that you will bring healing. That you are the healer, God. That you will bring your word and heal us, Father, Lord God. So heal our land, Father, Lord God. Heal our hopes, Father, Lord God. Hallelujah, Lord God. Hallelujah. We thank you again, 
O Lord God. We lift you up again, O Lord God. This morning, O Lord God, I pray every burden be lifted off in Jesus' mighty name. Every bondage the people are under be gone in Jesus' mighty name. Every strongholds in the households be pulled down in the name of Jesus. That we will stand in freedom today and will praise the mighty God. Hallelujah. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Beautiful. Thank you. What a time to be a follower of Jesus Christ. We come now to the Word of God this morning from the book of Ephesians. We started the year in the book of Ephesians and had no idea what would come. But I can't think of a more appropriate word of counsel from the Word of God, from the Lord Himself to us. Ephesians 5, 18. It says, do not be drunk with wine, for therein is debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit. There's no better counsel for us at this time than to be filled with the Spirit. Your pastors can't visit you if you're in a nursing home, but the Holy Spirit will visit you. Pray, call upon the Lord, and be filled with the Spirit. We can't meet together corporately, but we can be filled with the Holy Spirit and engage in the most relevant worship we've ever had. Don't allow this coronavirus that sets us aside in solitude, in social uh, isolation, but rather let it be a time to draw near to the Lord, to receive from His Spirit, and to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, this verse may strike you a little peculiar if you're not familiar with the one true God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. But let me explain. The one true God sent his only son, Jesus, to accomplish for us what no one else could possibly accomplish. Jesus was crucified. He was buried. Three days later, he rose from the dead and ascended into heaven a month later, and today is seated at the right hand of God the Father. Now, when the Son accomplished his work on earth and ascended back into heaven, the Father gave the Son the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit, from that moment on, has been poured out into us as the followers of Christ. This is the best time to be alive. This is the time to acknowledge the one true God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. The Father who loves you. The Son who did for you what no one else could do. He died as an atoning sacrifice for your sins. And then when he was accepted back into the throne room of God, the Father gave the Son the Holy Spirit and that's why here the Apostle Paul could say, some 40 years after Jesus ascended into heaven, the Apostle Paul could say to the church in Ephesus, be filled with the Spirit. Don't just believe in the one true God. Receive from him. Receive from him all that he has for you. And particularly, receive the infilling of the Holy Spirit. Now what follows here in the book of Ephesians is remarkable counsel for families. 
And I want to give a message today to every family because this has been a stressful week. It's been a stressful week for families. If your family, like so many, were, had more face time with each other, more cooped up time in the house, less excursions, less outings, more schoolwork, more figuring out how to do all the work at home and how to keep the, the children on pace with all the work, all those things that stressed out families that are, are full with little children. This has been a stressful week. If on the other end of the scale, if you're a, a single person living at home, maybe a widow or a widower or, or an older single person, you've been stressed out because you can't get out. You would love FaceTime with children. You would love interaction with family, but you can't have it. This has been a stressful week for all of us. But the scripture that I want to give us is really five words. Be filled with the Spirit. Be filled with the Spirit. It's how you cannot just survive this time, but thrive. And I want to share with us from God's Word this morning how to thrive as a family in times of crisis. Now, what it goes on to talk about here is it gives specific counsel to wives, specific counsel to husbands. It goes on to give specific counsel to children and to fathers. It's interesting that the wives go before the husbands and the children go before the parents. And there's a reason for that. You see, God is a God who establishes authority. There's no authority on earth that didn't derive its ultimate authority from the Father. Jesus said when he arose from the dead, he said, all authority has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations. All authority comes from God. And God loves to reaffirm the significance of authority in all human relationships. And so it speaks here first to the wife and then to the husband, to the children and then to the fathers. But to the wives, it says specifically, Ephesians chapter 5, verse 24. Wives also should submit in everything to their husbands. Now, the word submit in English can sound harsh. But in the Greek language, it's a strong and compelling word. The Greek word translated submit is hupotasso. It's a compound word. Tasso means to stand. Hupo is to stand under. It's like this little podium here is hupotasso to my Bible. The couch you're sitting on is hupotasso to you. It's under. So the word hupotasso is not a harsh word. What it means is to be supportive, to lift up, to champion what's best in you. And that's what we're all called upon. In fact, before it talks to wives, it addresses everyone in the church, and it says, submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. And the same word, hupotasso, is used there for every one of us. We are all to be lifting others up, we're all to be supportive, and we're all to champion the best in each other. So to be a family that thrives during crisis. What that means is to be a family 
that lifts each other up, that champions the best in each other. It moves from wives to husbands. And it says in verse 25, Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. Just think of it. The love that Jesus demonstrated for all people when he died on the cross is the standard. It's the template. He's the role model for every husband, for every leader, for every woman for that matter, for every one of us in how to love each other. It's to love sacrificially, to lay down our lives for one another. Soon after I got married, I got married thinking my wife was the luckiest woman in the world because she got to marry the greatest guy in the world. And then it didn't take long until I realized my wife was not as impressed with me as I was. And, and I kept complaining to God, God, can't you change my wife? And the Lord spoke to me very clearly. Fred, I don't ever want to hear you ever again complain about Sherry. The issue is not your wife. The issue is you. It's your self-life. It's your pride. It's your own arrogance. You're too impressed with yourself. And I realized that the husband is called to go the way of the cross first in the family, to lay down his life first in the family, as Christ did for his church. And so a healthy family chooses a thousand different ways to sacrificially love one another. That's the family that will thrive in crisis. Then we come to children, chapter 6, verses 1, 2, and 3. First to obey, and then to honor. And it's quoting the fifth commandment. Honor your father and mother, for this is the first commandment with a promise that it may go well with you and that you may live long on the earth. Think of that. What an incredible promise to children to honor father and mother. When I first became a believer, I was in high school. And God spoke to me about this scripture in particular, and God very clearly said to me, Fred, you ought to make this a lifetime goal. If you want a blessed life, you should live your life from high school on honoring your father and mother. Now, my parents weren't perfect. There was, there was counsel at times that, that wasn't necessarily uh, perfect or the best, but God taught me into marriage, when my parents got in senior living facilities, when my dad died and I was looking out for my mother, to take a special effort to honor father and mother. So what do we learn here from this about families that thrive in crisis? Well, it's obvious that a family that thrives in crisis cultivates honor in the home. The final word is to fathers. Verse 4, fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. Now what this is talking about, it's 
building into the next generation. It's passing on what we have to mentor others. And I want to say to us as a community, these four principles, to be a family that thrives in crisis, first, to lift others up, second, to choose a thousand ways to sacrificially love one another, third, to cultivate honor, and four, to invest in the next generation. That's a family that will thrive in crisis. But hearing those four exhortations from this scripture, don't think for a moment this is now on your shoulders or my shoulders that this is something we have to do on our own. God help us if we think we can cultivate a family culture like this. No, the key is Ephesians 5 verse 18, be filled with the Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit that works in us so that we lift others up. It's the Holy Spirit that works in us to help us choose a thousand different ways to sacrificially love one another. It's the Holy Spirit that works in us a culture of honor. And it's the Holy Spirit that works in a way so that we as family we choose to invest in the next generation. I don't know whether you saw it, but this past week on Twitter, there was an amazing story. It was Rachel Putzer, right down here at Emory University Hospital. She's a medical doctor and a research technician. She posted that her husband is an emergency room doctor who is currently treating many, many, many who've been infected with the coronavirus. And they had a decision to make. Would they continue to serve? And would he continue to serve? And the issue was they had three children, two a little bit school age, but the youngest was only three weeks old. Well, what's, what's the husband going to do? Well, Dr. Putzer decided he would continue his practice. He would serve our community. And as a consequence, he also made an even harder decision that he would not get within 20 feet of his wife or children. He would not go inside his home. In fact, he set up a cot so he could sleep in his garage. That's a decision to lift others up. That's a decision of sacrificial love. You know, the whole thing of pandemic is not new. There have been plagues for years. Back in the 16th century, you might have heard of the term, the bubonic plague. It was horrible. It swept across Europe. Within 24 hours of getting this, you got a fever. You uh, would become nauseous. You would have boils that would break out all over your body. And you would become immobile, paralyzed. 
Martin Luther had just gotten married. He lived in Wittenberg, Germany. It was the summer of 1527. He and Katharina, his wife, prayed about it because she was now pregnant. Did they go to the country or did they stay and serve their people? Their church members pleaded with Martin to go to the country. Wait till this passes. We'll survive, but we need you. And, and Katharina and the baby need you. But Martin decided, I need to stay. I need to stay. And Katharina said, I need to stay. And they both said, I will fumigate. I will sterilize. I will distance myself from people that have been infected. But when my neighbor has a need, I shall not walk away. And in the providence of God, God looked out for Martin Luther and Katharina and the baby, and they all survived and they all thrived. We are going to be facing tough choices. But as a church family, we are community. We are family. We look out for each other. And because the Spirit of God is filling us, we as a people in the days to come will continue to be filled with the Holy Spirit. God in us will give us the grace to continue to lift each other up, to make a thousand choices of sacrificial love. We will cultivate honor and we will continue to invest in the next, ge next generation. I want to just take a moment right now and activate prayer to be filled with the Holy Spirit. I want to encourage you right now to join with me in prayer. These five words, be filled with the Spirit, are not just five words to be believed on, but to be acted on. What good does it do us if we simply think about being filled with the Holy Spirit without being filled with the Holy Spirit? What good does it do us as families, as single people? What good does it do us to have a message that inspires us to be filled with the Holy Spirit without being filled? No, when it says be filled, it means be filled. Now I know right now around the world, People are saying, does God answer prayer? If God answered prayer, why did this happen? And I can't answer every question right now, but I can assure you, God answers prayer. Now, what I'm going to lead us to do requires two things. Not only that God answers prayer theoretically, but I want him, and I and many others have been praying for this moment, that God would activate for each one of us to be filled with the Spirit. So it, whether it's in the middle of the night, whether, whether we develop shallow breathing and a fever and congestion and wonder, am I going to live through this? That we would know right now, as a result of these moments together, that if and when I ever face that moment, I'm going to have the presence of God, the Holy Spirit, inside of me 
to counsel me, to help me through those moments. Would you pray with me right now? If you've never put your faith in Jesus Christ, would you do that right now? Just pray with me. Father God, thank you for sending Jesus to be my Savior. Thank you that when you sent your Son to earth, he did for me something that no one else could do, that he died on the cross to take my sins. Thank you, Father, that Jesus is my Savior. And today, right now, I receive forgiveness of sins. I receive eternal life. I receive a new beginning. And now that I am born again, I'm not only able to receive forgiveness, but I'm able to receive fullness. And right now, Father, the same Father who sent Jesus, send me now the Holy Spirit to fill me, to fill every area of my life, to develop in me a heart to lift others up, to develop in me a heart to make choices, a thousand choices of sacrificial love, to develop in me and my relationships a culture of honor, and that I and those around me would continue to invest in the next generation. I receive the fullness of the Holy Spirit now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you. We've invited one of our families to come and lead us in prayer right now, the Lorea's. You guys, come on over. This precious family, part of our church family, God bless you as you pray for us. Um, as we were getting ready to, to come and to pray, God remind us uh, a word that it says, for you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons and daughters by whom we cry Abba Father and Father we come as a family here and in each one of uh, the homes that are watching that are looking after you crying Abba crying Daddy crying we love you and we need you we don't have to run we don't have to be fearful we just have to trust in you. As a family, sometimes it's not easy having everyone in the same room all the time. But I know, Lord, that you are working something even when we don't see it. So we just thank you, Lord. Thank you for, for your word. Thank you for what you are doing in these challenging times. And we just trust in you. And we just call upon you, Lord. Abba, take care of everything that is needed around the world. This is not just in my house, in this town, in this country. It's around the, the world. So we thank you, Lord. Thank you because we know that we can trust in you. Father, thank you that we can come before you as children. 
and as we receive your spirit lord we receive your love and we pray that every family every parent lord jesus will be able to receive your love your unconditional love father god so we will be able to love our children as you love us father we declare your peace in our homes in every family lord in every home around the world father god we pray your anointing, your presence, your peace, that peace that surpasses our understanding, Lord Jesus. We need you. We need in our families, Lord. We pray for this generation, Lord. You are raising a new generation, Father. Thank you. Thank you for this new generation, Lord Jesus, that we love you, that we know you, and that we live for you, Father God. Thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. You guys going to pray too? No, no, okay. <laughs> well, please don't tune out. We're going to have a baptism. We're going to worship. In fact, the church was made to worship God. Let's lean in in the moments that we have. We've just got a few more elements to this hour, but it's going to be a powerful time. Let's worship his name. Wherever you guys are at, um... If you're joining us on the live stream, I, I won't, I'd encourage you to stand right now. And even in, in here, if you could just stand, um, we're going to sing that old hymn on Christ the solid rock I stand. And just as a prophetic declaration today, we're going to stand on the hope that is ours. It belongs to us. That is Jesus. And let's declare that together. We're going to sing that together. Here we go. On Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sin. All other ground is sinking sin. On Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. All other ground is sinking sand. On Christ, on Christ, on rock Stone. 
made strong in the Savior's love through the storm He is Lord Lord of all when darkness seems to hide that love you, for those that are called according to your purposes, you work all things for our good. Lord, so would you awaken the eyes of our heart, Lord, even when the physical can't see to the good that you're up to, Father. Lord, for the time with our families, Lord, would you help us to see, Lord, the sweet and the good. Lord, you promise life and life abundant. Lord, so we pray abundant life over our families now. Lord, we pray abundance. Lord, in richness and the times together. Lord, we pray peace over anxious hearts. You are the, the Prince of Peace, and we declare that now, Lord, for those who have family members that may not be close. Lord, would you pray peace, or would you bring peace to their hearts? Now, Lord, for um, children, Lord, that are feeling anxious with changes in routine and schedules, would you bring peace to their hearts? For mamas and daddies that are having to navigate um, schoolwork and, and homeschool and the changes that that brings, would you bring peace to their hearts? Lord, and we pray joy, fullness of joy. Lord, we thank you that because we have access to your presence, we have peace. Lord, we thank you that because we have access to your presence, we have joy. Lord, we thank you that because we have access to your presence, we have everything we need for life and godliness. Lord, and we pray that now. Lord, thank you for your abundance. Thank you for your goodness. Help us to see it in Jesus' name. Jesus, we celebrate your name as the highest name, the best name. Everything is subject to your name. There is no name that is higher. Lord, and the one whose name is that is higher is the one that knows the names of, of all of us, Lord Jesus. Lord, every household, Lord God, you know our names. And more importantly, Lord, you have written your name on us. Lord, and we are so thankful because that name is superior. Lord, and because that name is superior, Lord, we are bold and we are confident today as your family. Lord Jesus, that no matter what comes, 
you've got us, Lord, and all of us are going to answer to your name. And so now, Father, we receive the fullness of your Holy Spirit on our homes. Lord Jesus, we submit to you first. Lord, we, we welcome kingdom order. We put the King of Kings, Jesus, as the head of our homes. Lord Jesus, we honor you first. Lord, and we honor each other. I bless my wife. I bless my children. I surrender to them. Lord Jesus, I celebrate them. Lord, thank you for your family. It is unstoppable, Lord, and it is near to your heart. And that is a good place to be, Lord. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. In Christ on his unchanging grace. Yeah, we rest in you, Jesus. And every high and stormy gale, my anchor, you are. My anchor holds within the veil. Sing Christ alone with our voices. We lift it up. giving to the Lord. And I'm coming this morning with a grateful heart. Uh, when things started shutting down, 
our pastors and our elders together realized anew and afresh that God had led us to be out of debt. And we are entering into this season debt-free. And we are grateful to God for that and for the giving, the faithful giving of our church family. I'm also grateful this morning for our pastoral team. They have led us, I've witnessed them leading us so faithfully into these uncharted waters. They have been keeping up with the changes moment by moment and leading us on through prayer, pointing to Christ and his word, encouraging us and mobilizing care teams, phoning teams. So I thank you for our pastors. When we continue our giving to the Lord in these days, we are also, as they care for us, we are caring for our pastors and their families. I'm also grateful this morning for our missionaries around the world. Last month, we concluded our missions month in February. And many of us in our church family made faith promises. So when we continue to give and contribute to the Lord in this season, we are caring for and giving to our missionaries locally and globally as they serve the Lord and advance his kingdom. And in these times, I'm grateful for the opportunities, not only on our own to give benevolently and care for the needs of others, but through a benevolent fund in our church family, monies go out to care for those in need, especially in these days. So how do we give this morning? Uh, no, we are not sending our ushers out to your front door with the offering basket. But there are four ways to continue contributing and giving to the Lord. Here are the four ways you can give through direct deposit through your bank. You can also give online through the Lilburn Lions Church website. You can mail your check to Lilburn Lions Church, Post Office Box 61, Lilburn. 30048. And you can also bring your gift, your offering in person. Drop by the church Tuesday through Friday between 9 in the morning and 4 p.m. and drop it in the box that has already been posted as you're entering, as if you were going to enter the chapel doors, the glass doors, the box is hanging on the wall to the left of the doors. You can drop your offering there between four and nine, and that box will be emptied three times a day, Tuesday through Friday. Yes, this morning we have so much to be grateful for, and I know we're all grateful the most for our God, most high God, our faithful God. Let's pray together. Father, we do praise your holy name. You are good. Your love endures forever. Your faithfulness continues through all generations. And Father, in Jesus' name, we lift up every family that has been impacted economically through this shutdown in our economy. Those who have less income now, Father, would you show your loving presence to them? Would you show your providing presence? You are the faithful provider. Would you show yourself provider to families? in need. So Father, this morning and in the days ahead, as we continue to give to you our tithes and our offerings, Lord, we praise your holy, holy name. You are the most high God, Yahweh, Adonai, the Lord God Almighty, the Lord, our provider. 
May these gifts in these days go to advance your kingdom here and around the world, and may you receive all the glory and honor and praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Church family, this morning we get to celebrate a baptism. This is Howard Aiko. Howard has put his faith in Jesus Christ, and he has a testimony of what Jesus has done in his life. Howard, share with us what Jesus has done in your life. Past couple of years, I have been in a difficult and dark place in my life. After transitioning from serving in Afghanistan, my marriage has taken a toll over the years. I have experienced some trying and hard times in my home and abroad. Our country, cities, communities, counties are dealing with a crisis at this time. God has put us on notice. We are in a national crisis. This is a wake-up call for all of us. This crisis has, has definitely added emotional stress to my existing problems at home and my marriage, which has been so damaged beyond recovery and repair. I have been suffering inside and felt so isolated from the world. I am here today to devote my life to God and Jesus Christ for a better life. In the midst of these difficult times, God has made a plan for my life, and that is why he has taken me through trials and some tribulations. And my life to make me stronger and wiser, and most of all, getting me and my son closer to him. Six months ago, this pastor with Stephen knocked on my door. And I normally don't answer my door, especially when I'm cooking. Thank God I did answer the door. You see where I'm at. Thank God. Thank you. Before meeting Pastor Stephen, I used to drive by the church several times a week. And it's been about two or three years. I have been so reluctant in not attending the church service for several years. I know that me and my son needs a family church home. At this point in my life, I am ready to be baptized. I can truly say that God has got me through some troubling times. God has definitely kept me safe in Afghanistan and abroad. I have turned my back on God, but God has never turned his back on me. God is good, truly good, and he has truly blessed me. The only way to God is through Jesus Christ, his son. I know I have to make changes in my life, and I know that it will not be easy, but I know Jesus will help me every step of the way. When I started taking my son to youth services on Wednesdays, it changed me spiritually. It made, me, it made my faith stronger. I went as for my son, but little did I know that it was for me. Thanks to Jim, Nick, Yoda, Dan Kirk, and even Sean. Thank you guys for your influence. 
uh, Howard L. Aco prayed on March the 20th, 2020, with Stephen. To accept and receive Jesus Christ as my personal Lord and Savior, I pray for the first time to accept and fully trust Jesus as my personal Lord and Savior. I repent for my sins and I ask you, Jesus, to forgive me of my sins. I have prayed to receive the Holy Spirit to help guide me in my life to be a better person and receive the gift of eternal life. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Howard Aiko, because of your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, I baptize you now in the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. I'm so grateful that God is no less in control today than he was a month ago or two months ago. And uh, he has a plan. And uh, we've seen this, my name is Pete Brockup and I'm the site coordinator of Envision Atlanta that works with refugees in Clarkson, Georgia. And a couple weeks ago, uh, we received a phone call from a food distributor saying I got three trucks load of food that I'd like to give to you. And so uh, we're like, okay, we don't really know if why we need it right now, but I just felt like we were supposed to take it. And so we found a place to store it and we brought it in. Fast forward uh, last week uh, when school shut down and uh, we began to get texts from some of our refugee children saying, we haven't eaten in a day and there's no food in the house. And it broke our hearts. And so under the protocols that we got from our doctors, my staff raised up and went and took the food that had been given and started to distribute it to different people's houses, to the children, to making sure they got fed. And we began to analyze who all needed it. And, and by the end, we were feeding around 150 to 200 people every day. And uh, when we knew that days that we couldn't be there, we started giving out food boxes. And when the food started to dwindle, God rose up his people that were willing to sacrifice, even during such a time as this, and give food. And we were able to... Uh, to continue to give. Well, we began to realize that the issue was not just food, but that these children were not receiving the digital learning. And so we began to pray and we had some computers that had been donated and we, we found a way to try to get them in the home and we began to pray and say, God, how can we help this situation? Uh, we are, we're trying to connect the refugees with the different uh, school districts to make sure that they're able to get food and try to find some different computers. And, and, and we just began to pray and God once again supplied and Friday alone, we were given 56 laptops that we can get all set up and we can do it outside and then they can take it in the house so that the kids will receive it. I just wanted to uh, 
we are given this verse, and I just thought this was so powerful, and it's found from Psalms 41, verses one to three, and it said, blessed are those who regard the weak. God will deliver them in a time of trouble. The Lord will protect them and preserve them. They will be counted among the blessed in the land. He will not give them over to the desires of their foes. And then I love this, the Lord will sustain them on their sick beds and restore them from the beds of illness. Amen? We're claiming this promise, and we just wanna say thank you to all of you that have given, and especially to Lilburn Alliance Church who gave us a very generous gift that allowed us to buy food for the week. And we believe that God will sustain you. And we just wanna bless his holy name and believe that he is still on the throne. Thank you.
tell him today. Come on. All my life you have been so, so good. With every breath that I am able, I will sing of the goodness of God. Thank you for leading us so beautifully today. Every song was just spot on, exactly what we needed. Church family, I want you to be encouraged. Put your hope and trust in the Lord. No one who's ever put their hope in the Lord has been ashamed. No one that's trusted the Lord ever lived to regret it. We don't know what these days will hold. We don't know what this next week will unfold. But there is a wave of prayer coming across our nation. And we welcome that. And our God is greater than this virus, I promise you. Jesus is our healer. We don't promise healing to everyone, but we promise everyone Jesus. Jesus is available for you. Trust in him. And now would you just hold your hands out as you watch and receive this blessing. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Church, I love you and I love being your pastor. Thank you.